السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على أشرف المرسلين نبينا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين أما بعد Respected brothers and sisters Last week we began talking about our purpose as human beings who believe in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and who are part of the community and the nation of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam we have great value in the sight of Allah Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam informs us that this world and its systems will continue to operate for as long as there is a single person who utters Allah, Allah who says the words Allah, Allah for as long as a person is believing in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will keep and maintain the entire systems of this world when this person will leave Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will destroy this world and everything it contains this is what? this is a promise made to us by Allah and his beloved Prophet Muhammad So uh, we have a great value in the sight of Allah. But we have lowered ourselves. As Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, That mankind has been created by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the best form, in the best shape. And elevated to the highest of degrees. Honored as by making uh, the angels prostrate to Adam alayhi salam. Angels who are beings of light, who do not commit any sins, who only obey and serve Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. They have no other need, no other aim, other than to please Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and fulfill his commands. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knew that Adam is what? Weak. And the offspring of Adam is weak. They will sin. But in order to let us know our value, in the sight of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he commanded all of the angels. The numbers are only known to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Amongst them, Jibreel alayhi salam, Mikael alayhi salam, Israel alayhi salam, who is in charge of taking the souls of mankind. Amongst them, those who hold and uh, hold the throne of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, known as Hamalatul Arsh. All were commanded to prostrate to this human being, but we have not understood our value. So our purpose is to serve, uh, is to prepare for Akhirah. This is one. Our second purpose is to call other people to prepare for their Akhirah. Because Allah made us the best of nations. Best of nations. The entire nation of Rasulullah is the best of nations. Why? Because we command good and forbid evil and believe in Allah. When these qualities leave the Ummah of Rasulullah it goes from the best to the worst. So these are two of our duties. And unless we wake up from our deep slumber, as one of the ulama said, that our Ummah is not dead. Because Rasulullah sallallahu promised us that goodness and righteousness 
will remain in my nation until the day of Qiyamah. And there will always be a group of people who are what? Who are struggling in the cause of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And they will have the support of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And nobody can do them any harm. However, and this is a blessing of Allah that we have not died spiritually. But we are of different categories. The majority of Muslim Ummah is completely unconscious. The unconscious person is what you do what you want with them. They are not aware. This is the majority. That we have completely forgotten that we have forgotten our purpose. And we're living life in disobedience, rebelling against Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, rebelling against the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, those who we claim in our shahada that we believe in them, we love them, we honor them, but we break their every command. This is the majority. And then you have one part of the ummah who is not unconscious. But this part is paralyzed. There is a difference, right? Between the unconscious and the paralyzed. The unconscious does not know what is being done with him. The paralyzed can see everything. They are aware mentally. But they cannot do anything physically. This is one section of the ummah. And a very, very small section is those who are not paralyzed, not unconscious. They are aware and they are physically able, but there is weakness in their ability. Rasulullah warned us. We believe that he is the messenger of Allah. He is as sadiqul Amin, as he was known before even his receiving prophethood. He is the truthful. He is bil ra'ufun rahim, kind and merciful towards the believers. Azizun anittum. It it would cause Rasulullah great harm to see the ummah suffering. It did when he was in Mecca, and it does today. Because he is aware of the state of his ummah. And it will do on the day of Qiyamah. That when Rasulullah will be raised. Where billions. Allah knows the amount of mankind from Adam till the end of time. <coughs> Everyone is calling. Ya Rabbi nafsi nafsi. Oh Allah I ask you for myself. I don't ask you to save my father. Or my mother. Or my children. Or my spouse. I want to be saved from hellfire. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, On the day of Qiyamah, the person who is going to hellfire will wish to ransom himself with his children. Allah started with children because they are the most beloved to us. Although they don't realize it. And his spouse, husband, wife, his brother, sister, and his entire clan. A person would be willing to give up as ransom entire humanity to save God himself on the day of Qiyamah or herself. Allah says. 
On that day, Rasulullah when he is asked to raise his head, the only one who can speak. The only one who can speak in the presence of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. لا يتكلمون Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says لا تسمعوا إلا همسا Complete silence when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala descends for judgment. The only one who is given ability to speak, when he is told to speak, he says, Ya Rabbi Ummati Ummati. Oh Allah, safeguard my Ummah from your punishment today. So this messenger of ours, this merciful, truthful, kind messenger, who has called us to every righteousness, every good that will be beneficial for us in this life and in the hereafter. And he has warned us about every evil that will be harmful for us in this world and in the hereafter. He says, and we briefly touched on this hadith, and some have regarded it as it is a weak hadith. However, the information contained in it is correct and it is supported by a hadith. But often this is used uh, by um, our elders uh, to raise awareness. That Rasulullah said, إِنَّكُمْ عَلَىٰ بَيْنَةٍ مِّنْ رَبِّكُمْ مَا لَمْ تَظْهَرْ فِيكُمْ سَكْرَةً We began this hadith last week. That you will remain upon guidance from your Lord as long as two states of intoxication don't appear. سَكْرَةُ الْجَهْلِ The first state of intoxication is ignorance. And ignorance is prevalent in our ummah. We do not know our purpose. This doesn't mean that you don't know uh, how to read or... Sahaba radiallahu majma'een, a vast majority of them did not know how to read and write. But they were not ignorant. Rather, they are what? They are our means for salvation. They are guides for us until the day of Qiyamah. Yet, they did not know how to read and write. They were shepherds. meager uh, wealth just enough to sustain their life Abu Huraira radiallahu anhu said that for uh, due to hunger I would fall in salah I would be stood in salah in the saf and I would fall the people of Sufa did not have enough clothing to cover their aura but they are not called ignorant they are what the guides So ignorance has spread in our ummah that we have forgotten our purpose and we are ignorant as to what Allah expects of us and as to the ways of Rasulullah We have not understood Islam. We have understood the rituals of Islam. Yes, wudu is like this, salah is like this. And then you fast, this is how you fast, and this is how you pay zakat, this is the calculation. And this is how you perform Hajj. And we should be truthful and we should be kind and we should be generous and we should be merciful and we should be honest. All of these things we have understood. These are actions of Islam. The spirit of Islam is that we belong to Allah. We belong to Allah. This is Islam, submission. Our minds, our bodies, our emotions, everything that we have belongs to Allah. This is the true spirit of Islam we have not understood. 
We still say, I don't feel like it. I know, but I, I don't feel like it. Because we have not understood that we belong to Allah. We don't have a choice. We are slaves to the unique master. And the slave has a duty to do what? To serve his master. Whatever the master says, سَمِعْنَا وَأَطَعْنَا This is our, our uh, uh, spirit of Islam. This is the spirit with which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala relays to us Ibrahim alayhi salam. You know the accounts of Ibrahim and stories of Ibrahim? When Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, leave your wife, leave your child. He said, yes, سَمِعْنَا وَأَطَعْنَا Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, don't visit your wife and child. He said, سَمِعْنَا وَأَطَعْنَا Don't speak to them when you are leaving. سَمِعْنَا وَأَطَعْنَا Now it's time to sacrifice your child. سَمِعْنَا وَأَطَعْنَا Build the Kaaba. سَمِعْنَا وَأَطَعْنَا Call people to Kaaba. He said, Ya Allah, I'm going to make adhan for Hajj. There is nobody here. There's no one here. This is a desert. Small community of people. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, You do it. And I will convey your message. Ulama say that the message or the call of Ibrahim السلام, was conveyed by Allah to the world of spirits. You know where all the souls are gathered. Alamul Arwah. It went all the way there. And people's souls that had not yet come to this world said Labbaik. They accepted the call. So the spirit of Islam is that we belong to Allah and we submit ourselves to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Our entire being. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, لا يؤمن أحدكم لا يؤمن أحدكم لا يؤمن أحدكم حتى يكون هواه تبعا لما جئت به You cannot be a true believer until your desire and your wish is in accordance to what Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam brought Only then would you be can you consider yourself to be a true believer When you only desire to please Allah and to fulfill the sunnah of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and when you only desire to refrain from sins and from everything that is displeasing to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, only then will you be a complete believer. So this is the ignorance. And on top of that, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa said, Sakratu hubbil aish. The second state of intoxication is love for life. Enjoyment. And we are competing. We are competing with with those who don't believe in an afterlife. Allah created this world for them. Enjoy. He says, enjoy this world. Rasulullah stated, الدنيا سجن المؤمن وجنة الكافر It is a prison for the believer and it is a paradise for the non-believer. The love for this life stems from the ignorance that we have. If we did not have, it is impossible for a person not to be ignorant of the commands of Allah, of the ways of Rasulullah sallallahu of akhirah, of judgment, and to have love for this life. It is impossible. So it all comes down to what? Ignorance. So as long as these two things don't appear, you are upon guidance from your Lord. وَأَنْتُمْ تَأْمُرُونَ بِالْمَعْرُوفِ And you will continue to call people towards good and forbid people from evil. 
and you will continue to strive in the way of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Striving in the way of Allah is giving your life, giving your time, giving your wealth, giving everything that you have for the sake of Islam. So that the Islam is spread in the land and the commandments of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala are obeyed and the ways of Rasulullah are followed. This is struggling in the way of Allah. فَإِذَا ظَهَرَ فِيكُمْ حُبُّ الدُّنْيَا When the love of this world becomes... Uh, when it comes into existence. When the love of this world comes into existence. Meaning the, the Ummah of Rasulullah begins to, due to their ignorance, prefer this world over the hereafter. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, we, we hear it in most Jumu'ah. Allah says to us, بَلْ تُؤْثِرُونَ الْحَيَاةَ الدُّنْيَا You give... Preference to this worldly life. And the afterlife is better in quality. And it is longer. It is everlasting. Every day, every Jumu'ah we hear it. We hear it in Isha. But because we are intoxicated, we can't make any sense of it. When the love of the world enters your heart, what happens? You will no longer call people towards good and you will no longer forbid evil. It becomes difficult to sacrifice for the sake of Allah. You can't sacrifice. You can't give your wealth, you can't give uh, your time for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You will give a small amount, but giving that amount which will cause a change in the world. There is a difference between a person. Look, we are all aware this, of the state of our ummah today, right? It doesn't require uh, very long elaboration. We sit for hours on end. We can sit for hours on end and discuss the political reasons why our ummah is suffering. And everybody has their own opinion. And this is part of our ignorance. You know this state of ignorance? We are ignorant of Allah and His Messenger and what they have informed us of in the Quran. So we draw our own conclusions. And we all think that we have understood Islam. Everybody thinks they, they have understood Islam. We no longer look at Sahaba radiallahu in order to understand Islam. No, that is a bygone era that doesn't work anymore. We have to relook and reinterpret the verses of the Quran and the ahadith of Rasulullah that are clear. You know, they don't require the hadith of Rasulullah Some may say that, okay, Quran is extremely difficult to understand. Yes, it is kalamullah. It is the fountain of knowledge. Yes, it requires tafsir. A hadith of Rasulullah especially a hadith like, such as these, of admonition, when Rasulullah is advising his ummah. They're very easy to, very easy to understand. Sahaba Bedouins understood. We have degrees, PhDs. We cannot understand this simple. Rasulullah says, call people towards good, forbid people from evil. Strive in the way of Allah. So we can talk for hours on end regarding political reasons, economical reasons, why our Muslim Ummah is suffering. An hour and a half we will talk. And then, every one of us in this, in this building can think to themselves, how often 
Do I make dua for the Muslim Ummah of Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi What matters? Rasulullah said, "Ad-du'a usilahul mu'min." That du'a is the weapon of the believer, the only weapon of the believer. You want to change things? Make du'a to Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala. How much is our du'a for the Ummah of Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam? When do we raise our hands and truly shed tears for the Ummah of Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam? Yeah, we might shed, you know, crocodile tears, we say in French. When we see a video of, you know, a poor uh, boy who is uh, suffering or a woman who is being beaten. And then we turn it off and we go to what? Sky sports. If this is not a state of intoxication, what, what is it? We are enjoying our lavish lifestyles. We don't, for, for us it's not, we say, oh, we are just getting by. But in comparison to what Muslims are facing in the world, is it not a luxurious lifestyle that we are living? You have a roof over your head, you have heat, you have hot water, cold water at your disposal, you have food, three, four, five, six meals a day, you spend 50 pounds. Uh, to up to a hundred pound on a single meal when you go out with family. Isn't this all blessings from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? So the first question that we have to ask ourselves is how often do we make dua for the ummah of Rasulullah And alhamdulillah, there are still people because Rasulullah said that goodness will remain in my ummah. There are still people who make dua for the ummah of Rasulullah We hear it live. Every Laylatul Qadr, the best of nights, in the best of months, upon completion of the Qur'an, the best of scriptures, Rasulullah said, Dua on completion of the Qur'an is mustajab and accepted by Allah. In the month of Ramadan, in the Haram of Mecca, millions of people behind the Imam, he says, Oh Allah, rectify the situation of the Ummah. Those people who have concern for the Ummah and who are making dua for the Ummah are rewarded. And they have absolved themselves of the responsibility. However, Allah is not listening to us. He's not listening to us. Why? Because we are not listening to Him. We are not listening to His Messenger. For over half a century, the ulama of this ummah and the well-wishes of this ummah are pleading with the ummah of Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi Return to Allah, return to the book of Allah, return to the sunnah of Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi But we are not listening. So Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi stated in a hadith in relation to inviting people towards good and forbidding evil. The reason it's so important is that it is impossible for a person to sincerely be inviting people towards good and forbidding them from evil and he will do that good, he will not do that good and he will commit that evil. This is impossible. If you are sincere, Sahaba said to Rasulullah they said, Rasulullah, there are good things but we don't do them. Should we not call people to them? We'd be hypocrites if we say to people, pray, I don't pray. Give zakat, I don't give zakat. Fast the month of Ramadan, I don't fast. I would be a hypocrite. Rasulullah said, no. He said, command people to do good even if you are not doing it. 
as long as you are sincere in your heart then Allah will give you the ability to act on it this is the first and forbid people from evil even if you are committing it because Allah will give you the ability to refrain from from evil a second hadith of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam and we'll end with this the first one mentioned to us very important points the f uh, that love of this world and ignorance of the commandments of Allah of the ways of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam of the purpose of our life ignorance of what is to come in the afterlife and giving up calling people towards good and forbidding evil and striving in the way of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala this is in general terms more specifically Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam said O emigrants this was to the muhajirin O muhajirin there are five things with which you will be tested meaning this ummah will be trialed and I seek refuge in Allah that you will live to see them immorality and obscenity never becomes widespread among people but that they will be afflicted by plagues and diseases that were no unknown to their forefathers immorality and obscenity widespread in Muslim ummah we are not talking about non-muslim non-muslims have no way of life they do not know they are awaiting for us to guide them so disease and diseases and plagues that were unknown to their forefathers they do not cheat in weight and measure but that they will be stricken with famine and calamity and oppression of rulers how widespread is cheating in our Muslim ummah we're not talking only about Muslim lands we're talking about Muslims who are not living in Muslim lands we also are involved so obscenity immorality and cheating cheating will cause famine calamity oppression of rulers they do not withhold zakat from their wealth but that rain will be withheld from the sky and were it not for the animals there would be no rain at all that the rain that we are receiving Rasulullah is talking about these are the believers because the non-believers are not expected to pay zakat Rasulullah is saying if it weren't for the animals Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala would stop the rain completely if the people of this nation do not give their zakat so this is a third thing a third trial they do not break their covenant with Allah and his messenger meaning stop obeying Allah and stop obeying the messenger but Allah will enable their enemies to overpower them and take what is in their hands and the fifth one the leaders must rule according to the book of Allah and seek every good from what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has revealed lest Allah will cause them to fight each other so five trials the first one immorality and obscenity the second one cheating in weight and measure the third one not giving zakah the fourth one not obeying. not obeying Allah breaking the covenant with Allah and his messenger not obeying Allah and not obeying his messenger and the last one is Fighting. rulers Fighting. Uh, rulers not ruling with what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has revealed when these five things will appear then we will what 
Rasulullah has given us the consequences of each of these sickness, illnesses. And they are all found in our ummah, not in small amount, but rather widespread. Where is the solution? We cannot keep talking. Solution is that we begin to make changes ourselves. Where is the place of change? Where is change going to come from? Where? Hearts, ourselves. Okay, so this is within ourselves. And then, where else is it going to come from? The change. Where did Islam spread from? In the time of Rasulullah wasallam. Huh? From the houses of Allah. Islam will be revived in masajid, not in universities, not in banks, not in uh, government buildings. It will be revived in the masajid of Allah. This is the environment of Iman. This is the environment of righteousness. This is the environment of good deeds. Masajid and our homes. Our every masjid should become like the masjid of Rasulullah if we want change in the ummah. Meaning that people are coming for prayer, they are uh, dedicating their time for the cause of Islam. And our every home should become like the homes of Sahaba When that happens, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will change our situation. We will be successful in this world and in the hereafter. More details to come inshallah in uh, coming weeks. Jazakumullah khairan for your attention.